What is up, guys? Welcome back again to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And today, a very special episode. And it's going to be an article from History.com, actually. From August 22nd of 2018. Updated April 19th. Okay. That's got to be some kind of joke. Because today is only the 17th. But you know what? We'll go with it anyway. It's going to be the history of 420. So, again, doesn't begin with police but rather in the 70s with a group of students in California. And this article, again, is written by Bryn Holland. Now, guys, before I jump into the article, of course, as usual, got to take a couple of hits from the stizzy. Today's going to be a quick and easy episode. Sorry about that. There's been some stuff going on, some family things happening in my own personal life. And, uh, well, got my son visiting. So, you know what? Let's record while it's nap time. Day job has been driving me absolutely crazy. So again, guys, I'm sorry that I haven't uploaded in a few days. Major apologies. That That's definitely going to change. So anyways, I'm going to crank the music up. There's a real quick intro, and then we'll jump straight into the article, and we'll have some fun with that. Anyways, guys, let's get into it. 420. And you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. Stizzy really, they, they, I love them to death, but the one thing that it really gives me real bad is like the dry, the, the cotton mouth. Kill it with monster energy. But anyways, guys, so 420. 420 is a great day for all of us here who smoke weed, you know, especially here in California, places like Oregon, Washington. It's essentially like the national holiday for stoners. The stoners Christmas, if you will. And it's by far one of my favorite days of the year. Now, do people tend to get stupid and sloppy sometimes on 420 and go out to like 420 parties, get absolutely lit, and then try to go like drive around and do shit like that? Yes. Is 420 one of the days of the year that literally like people get arrested so much more from weed-related occurrences in the month of April than any other month of the year. Which, you know, not that crazy to think about when you think about it. But alright. For example, I had a couple of buddies in high school who actually ended up getting expelled. And no, I don't mean, like, suspension. I don't mean, like, you know, oh, we got kicked out for, like, you know, a couple weeks or whatever. I mean, like, gonzo. Out. You're done. Now, of course, one of my buddies, not... The brightest decision he ever made. But he looked dead at a cop who goes, are you high right now? And he goes, yes. Again, I shouldn't say that was a dumb decision. Probably a smart decision because lying to the cops can actually get you in far, far more fucking trouble than just being bluntly honest and be like, yeah, I'm stoned. I'm sorry. Like, I did something I shouldn't have. I'm in trouble. Like, deal with the con... You you just got to deal with the consequences at that point because that's all on you. You know, there's no there's no magic button you can push that's going to fix, like, you fucking up on that level. And that's alright. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We all fuck up. But you know what? Let's just, real quick, just get into this fucking article, man. And it even kicks off with, Most 420 re- re- revelers, partiers, don't know the origin of the word, but a vague recollection of once-heard tales about its origins. 
Some believe it's the number of active chemicals in marijuana. I have no idea if it's that's true. Others that it's based in tea time in Holland. All right. Some reference the birthday of Adolf Hitler. You know, I've heard that. And Bob Dylan's Everybody Must Get Stoned reframe from the hit Rainy Day Woman number th 12 and 35. 12 multiplied by 35 equals 420. I've never heard that one, but that's actually kind of an interesting connection. And I think more or less it just happens to be Hitler's birthday on 420. No, we're not celebrating his birthday. Like out of all people. Let's just be real. But in reality, it can be traced back to a group of five California teens used to hang out by a wall outside their San Rafael school. A meeting that inspired their nickname, the Waldos. All right, neat. In the fall of 71, the Waldos learned of a Coast Guard member who had planted a cannabis plant and could no longer tend to the crop. Provided with a treasure map, yo, supposedly leading to the abandoned product, the group would meet at the Louis Pasteur statue outside Pastor? Pastor? I don't know. Outside their high school, at least once a week to conduct a search. Their meeting time, 4.20 p.m. after practice. Yo. They would get in a car, smoke, and then scour the nearby Point Reyes Forest for the elusive free herb. One of the original members of the Waldos, Steve Capper, told Huffington Post, We remind each other in the hallways we were supposed to meet up at 4.20. It originally started out at 4.20 Louie, but we eventually dropped the Louie. Damn. That's that's actually kind of crazy. I never had any idea that it was just one group of guys. They never did find the free bud, damn. But perhaps they stumbled onto something more lasting. The term 420 was coined, allowing the high schoolers to discuss smoking pot without their parents or teachers knowing. I don't know about you guys, but like back then, I guess if you were just beginning to pass around the term 420 when most people had no idea what the fuck you were talking about, you know, way back, way back. We're talking like the 70s, dude. The 60s, the 70s, pre-legalization. You know, if you had any weed on you at all, if you were caught smoking, like, it was jail time, dude. Like, it was directly jail time. Like, I even remember a buddy of mine getting caught with, like, a lighter in his pocket in high school. And they made my fucking friend go to Narcotics Anonymous. Narcotics Anonymous courses. Or, not courses, classes, meetings, whatever you're gonna call it. For, like... Seven months, dude. Seven months. He had to go like twice a month. All because he got caught with a fucking lighter and they labeled it as paraphernalia. Like, what the fuck? Like, come on. Like, it's, it's a lighter, bro. I had a teacher once ask me for a lighter to light birthday candles on a birthday cake. But that's probably because I always smelled like, like, like... By fourth period, I smelled like, you know, oh, I just smoked this morning and, like, cigarettes because we'd always sneak out between fourth and fifth period because that was when lunch was. And the campus that I went to was kind of an open campus my freshman year. So we'd just walk across, go hide in some bushes, smoke a joint real quick, and then run back into class before the security guards could catch us. It was kind of easy because, like, when all the seniors would go out to their cars... We would kind of just, like, sneak out there with a group of seniors or whatever. Or a couple of my buddies that were older, like, had permission. Like, little cards that my parents had made. Well, the group's parents, quote-unquote parents, like, we fucking made them. That said, oh, yeah, my child has permission to leave with this student to, like, go get lunch off campus. Because we could do off-campus lunch, which was dope. And, man, I know I've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts, but, again, Alcabar, man. This place was fucking... 
heaven. If you're if you if you smoke, all right, you get the munchies. And you want like chicken or like a Philly cheesesteak or even just general store gas station goods. This place fucking had it all, dude. They had like the best cheesesteaks I've had in California. Besides my mom's, my mom makes really bomb cheesesteaks. She did work at a place called Billy's Phillies for fucking years. It was my grandpa's and hers restaurant. And man, if I could ever reopen one again, like I would sink the money into making it look just like the original restaurant. Like this, this shit would be tight. Um, and if you bring your medical marijuana card, you get like 10% off. No, I'm just, just, just kidding. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. The, the, the law would crack down on me for that shit. But like, anyways, this place had cheesesteaks, fried chicken, chicken sandwiches, subs, and you could get like, you could sub out different things for other things. You'd be like, Hey, let me get like a, a chicken bacon ranch club melt. They had this sandwich, dude, that was this delicious. I'm making anybody that's high right now listening to this, like salivate. I bet you fucking money. This chicken bacon club sandwich, bro, came with two bomb-ass grilled chicken breasts, one for each half of the sandwich, because it was, like, on, like, a hoagie roll. It wasn't, like, sandwich bread, all right? It was, like, straight-up roll. And it had two grilled chicken breasts, one for each half of the sandwich. Each sandwich half had, like, just... They never... I don't think they ever counted the bacon. I think they just grabbed, like, a handful of bacon strips from a bin and just chucked them on the grill. Because it was different. Sometimes you get, like, a shitload of bacon. Sometimes you barely get any bacon. And sometimes you'd be like, oh. Well, like, I guess this is this is the, the amount of bacon that I'm allowed, I'm allotted to have today. Like, sometimes you, like I said, sometimes you get a shitload. And sometimes you get, like, you know, maybe one or two skimpy pieces. But you know what? Again, I'm derailing. I'm talking about food. I got the fucking munchies like a motherfucker right now. So, give me one minute, I'm gonna crank the music back up, take another couple of hits of this dizzy, focus back up, and we'll get right back into the article. Picking up on, again, something else we mentioned, bringing out the Grateful Dead. Let's get back into it. So, anyways, how did this ragtag team of treasure seekers at a high school in California manage to spread their secret catchphrase internationally? For that, we turn to the Grateful Dead, as you always should. Members of the Waldos had had open access and many connections to the band. Mark Ravage's father managed the Dead's real estate. No shit. Dave Reddick's older brother was good friends with dead bassist Phil Leash, Phil Lesh, and managed the, a dead sideband. Nice. Capper told the Huffington Post, there was a place called Winterland, and we'd always be backstage running around or on stage, and, of course, we're using both phrases. When somebody passes the joiners on the K, 420, so it started spreading throughout that community. No shit. The first time Steve Bloom ever heard the catchphrase 420 was during Christmas week at a Grateful Dead concert in Oakland, California in 1990 when he was a porter for High Times. Dude, alright. As much as I say it's so much easier nowadays because you can just go to a dispensary, get whatever you want, get whatever gets you toasty, get whatever gets you like fried or to- like feeling good. Back then, man, could you imagine how much harder it is to like 
not only like smoke weed because you could just like be at your house and as long as no one else is there you're probably not going to get caught no one's going to care but like imagine the struggle of like getting weed like i'm sure in like the 60s and 70s it was probably a lot of like a lot of like dealers and stuff especially out here in california where these guys are from all right so like i guess this makes sense to an extent but again, dude, the danger back then, just such a higher level than it is now. Even when I was smoking pre-legalization, it's a completely different... It was a completely different outlook and a totally different atmosphere, you know what I mean? If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Alright. So Bloom was wandering through the congregation of hippies that would gather before dead concerts, and a deadhead had him a flyer that said, We're going to meet at 420 on 420 for 420-ing in Marin County at the Bolinas Bridge sunset spot on Mount... Tamalpas? 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 Bloom found the old flyer and sent it to Huffington Post. The flyer told the history of 420, referencing the Waldos of San Rafael. Yo, the magazine helped launch the word globally. That's fucking sick, dude. Imagine being like a group of high school kids. Sorry, had to move the mic. Imagine being a group of fucking high school kids and like your catchphrase for, hey, we're gonna go smoke, becomes, like, an international sensation, a holiday, like, it's, it's epic. Even says next up on here, today, the unofficial holiday is celebrated worldwide. Officials at the University of Colorado at Boulder and the University of California, Santa Cruz, two colleges that boast of having the biggest smokeouts, attempted to push back on the growing popularity of the festivities among their students in 2009. They encouraged their students not to participate to no avail. Well, yeah, you're not going to stop a shitload of college students that are all going to celebrate 420 and go get so stoned they can't even see straight and then try to sneak into the school, you know, restaurants, cafeterias, God save you, Dairy Queen. But, like, you're not going to stop them. It's just, it's flat out, it's like that. It is what it is. You just got to kind of roll with it. And in 2003, when the California legislature codified the medical marijuana law the voters passed... The bill was named SB 420. I remember hearing about that. I was I was a little young at the time to even contemplate it. I was 2003. I would have been like nine years old, dude. No one fessed up to being responsible for the number, but was likely a staffer in California State Assembly member Mark Leno's office. You gotta, if you're gonna pass a bill that's gonna be about the legalization of marijuana, you might as well label it Bill 420. Like, come on. 420 has also been referenced in classic movies such as Pulp Fiction, one of my favorite movies of all fucking time, allow me to say. And on national TV, when a contestant on The Price is Right only bid numbers involving 420. Even the 1990s Nickelodeon cartoon Rocco's Modern Life featured a clock that always read 420. No shit! I never knew that was a thing. I never caught that. I'm going to have to go rewatch Rocco's Modern Life. While many other tales of the origins of 420 have wafted into the half-baked history books, the Waldos have proof that they used the word back in the 70s. Yo, what? Kept safely tucked away in a vault in the San Francisco bank is their original 420 tie-dyed flag. A newspaper clipping where one of the members discusses wanting to just say 420 for his high school graduation speech. And postmarked letters between the group filled with 420 references. What's next to the Waldos? Two of the original five still want to remain anonymous, but have agreed to consider making a documentary or compiling a dictionary of their slang words. Or maybe they will just continue to enjoy a more mellow blaze of glory. You know what? 
I completely get wanting to remain anonymous on that, especially since, you know, the 70s. If they were high schoolers in the 70s, what, that's 70, 1980, 1990, 2000, 2010, 2020, that's 60 years, bro. They're like up there. And you know what? At this point in their life, after they start collecting that social that social security money, you might as well film a documentary on it, my guy. Like, you know what? Fuck the, on, the anon, anonymity, anonymity, the anonymousness. I don't know if that's a word, but you know what I mean. Like, fuck hiding yourself, dude. You're fucking 65 years old. You you should claim that you created 420. I fucking would if it, if it was me, but that's just me. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and read one more article today, and that's going to be Top Doctors Now Recommend New CBD Gummies for Relief That's 100% Guaranteed and Tastes Amazing. You know what? couple more hits of this dizzy now we'll read this because you know what i i want to be in the proper mindset for reading about this because i got a story for you guys coming up and no i'm not apologizing for the chill jazz background music the chill pop jazz playlist on YouTube because you know what I'm actually really fucking enjoying this and I don't know why there's something about it but anyways guys let's get into it next generation fruit infused CBD gummies soothe joint discomfort aches and sore muscles five times better than regular hemp oil Denver Colorado of fucking course it's Denver Colorado by the way this is written by Laura Turner in April 17th of 2020 so this was just Saturday, April 17th, 2021. This is today. This just came out today. Ooh, we got a new one, ladies and gentlemen. A new relief extract found in hemp is available across the nation. It can be purchased without a prescription. Awesome. And the best part, it uses a new delivery system that's 450% more effective than regular hemp oils, capsules, and creams. But which one is it? 420% better than that. That's what we're getting into. 420, the theme of the day. Smiles CBD gummies contain pure concentrated doses of hemp extra, ex, extract. Wow, I can't talk right now. Extract known as CBD or cannabidiol. By dial, by deal, I don't know. Dio? Uh, fucking Ronnie James Dio? I mean, let's just, let's just continue. It has all of the easing effects, including joint discomfort, along with muscle aches, soreness, sleep disorders, anxiety. And it contains no THC, so it heals without getting you high. Me personally, oh god, I popped right into the mic there. Sorry, guys. Me personally, though, I I have taken pure CBD gummies before, just if I have like back pain or whatever. Like, and I don't want to get like, I mean, I probably still smoked or whatever. But you know what? Like, you, you get the point. Like, I don't want to get like crazy high and be in pain. Like, I know weed, like it kind of helps like my back problems and shit, but like. It also calms, relaxes, and eases tensions all over the body. Yeah, well, yeah, it does. CBD works just fine. If you don't want the THC part, you don't want to get high, you're still accepted here. Don't worry about it. We're not going to reject you just because you don't want to be, like, stoned, stoned, all right? It, it's, it's okay. Guys, don't be rude in the comments, please. But, like, there's just so much that you can do with CBD without having to worry about the THC getting into your system that you can just kind of like, if you're going to use it and you have like, let's say you have a day job where like your boss is kind of strict, kind of a dick, 
you can't take you can't smoke because you can't test positive for THC. You get randomly drug tested or whatever. I'm not sure. I don't think most places. I don't think CBD. I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head if CBD even shows up on a drug test. But it's whatever at this point. By the way, guys, I'm looking at this gummies container and it's called Smiles. M I S M I L Z. CBD gummies, 300 milligrams per container. Dude, this shit looks delicious. I'm getting distracted. But yeah, like, if you have a day job where your boss is a dick and you can't get stoned or whatever, CBD could possibly be, 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 could possibly be, CBD is bay, but CBD could probably, probably. I can't talk. It happens. CBD might just be the thing that you can use to get you through the day and that you can use at the end of the day to sleep, to help you relax, forget about your dumbass job, like whatever you want to talk about. Why this new technology is better than hemp. Unfortunately, most CBD on the market can't deliver a fraction of these results. This problem is hemp products sold on Amazon do not contain any CBD whatsoever. And then companies selling real CBD typically come in oil form. Okay, yeah, facts. Oil doesn't breach the cell membrane, which is where the healing happens. Our body's 80% water, our cells 90%. And oil and water don't mix. You know, I never thought of the science behind that. I mean, I guess, I guess that makes perfect sense. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue it. The other problem is that most of these formulas only contain a single compound. The hemp plants cannabinoids are shown to work synergist synergistically, so they work better together. It's called the entourage effect. Most people miss out on the full effects because they are missing some of the best rejuvenating compounds within the hemp plant. With full hemp, low temp extraction technology, that's what they use to make these. It's awesome. Made on foreign farms with pesticides are grown using non-organic seeds and processes. Mm-hmm. And it has no THC. They have the test results to prove it. Cassandra Healy, a 52-year-old grandmother from Washington, was one of the first users of Smiles Gummies. I was plagued by the symptoms of fibromyalgia and arthritis. Granny's got arthritis. I couldn't get out of bed. I was in pain. And when the cures were worse than the symptoms, they had me on harsh drugs. I was bedridden, severely depressed. My life was over. Uh, is this article just like a big-ass ad? Until I used Smiles CBD gummies. Just a few days after I started taking it, I started noticing a difference. Yeah, okay. How it works, you eat it. It, it, it plugs into your endocannabinoid system. Alright, it's a God-given system that's been completely overlooked. Our bodies are practically designed to work with the compounds in CBD. Same thing with THC. Over time, with aging, the, the endocannabinoid system burns out. Fewer cannabinoids are released, so the body's levels deplete, which is why we smoke weed and eat edibles. And they keep pointing out that there's no THC in it, so no psychoactive effects. All right. Allow me to ask you guys this, because I had an interesting day with my roommate, Chad. You guys have been on TikTok, but... Oh my fucking god, guys. We found these we found these edibles that were nine bucks at a dispensary that we go to, right? And it's a gummy, like a gummy pizza. And each slice of the pizza sorry, I breathed in the mic again. Each slice of this pizza is ten milligrams. And there's a hundred milligrams per pizza, so ten slices. So his girlfriend takes forty, I think, and he takes the other sixty. I have never seen this guy get so high, so quick, 
to the point where he even told me like last night when we worked together that after the fact he goes dude i was scared i almost told you guys to call an ambulance like i was that high and i'm like dude it wouldn't have done anything you just had to go to sleep and he did but we're sitting there we're, we're just chilling big chilling playing gta 5 and me to be a smart ass i look over at the alexa after he eats it and i go alexa set a timer for 45 minutes and you know what i fucking called it because about like right when the timer went off like a minute or two afterwards he kind of started like leaning back and he's like i i can't play this game anymore uh, let's just watch something so we put a movie on and he lays down i shit you not like i'm trying to talk to him you know keep him focused keep him awake you know let him like get to the point where he's not like you know freaking out because he was kind of freaking out a bit at first and finally like we, you know everything's cool we're all chilled out and all that shit and he just goes, I'm going to go lay down. He goes to his room, out, like a fucking light. Like, like, dude. Like, he must have been gone for, like, maybe five minutes. I walk, look down the hallway. He's just laid out. Which is, you know, understandable. Because if you take enough edibles, it's going to happen. And once you start talking shit on the edibles, go, oh, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. That's when it really bites you in the ass. But anyways, let's get back to this ad for these CBD gummies. Improves sleep quality, reduces anxiety. Dude, you guys said the same shit, like, fucking 20 times in a row. Like, alright, cool. Well, we're done with that. And like I said, today, just a quick episode. Sorry about this last part being a fucking ad. I mean, I've already told you guys some of my worst experiences with edibles. If you hadn't heard those yet, go check out some of the other episodes of the Stoner Thoughts podcast. I gotta go. I got stuff to do. A day job to go to. So anyways, guys. Have a good one, stay high, stay lifted, stay fancy, and I will see, well, no, I, I keep saying I will see, but you know what, I'll know you guys are there in the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Have a good one, guys, and if I don't upload by 420, just know, I'll be celebrating it. Adios.